Welcome back to the Stand Fast Podcast. We have a lot of stories to get into and not a whole lot of time. At least I don't right now. This is kind of a quick episode for me to record. Don't really have a lot of time to record it, but I guess I'm doing it anyway. But uh, a few stories here. A lot of interesting things have happened this week. A lot of things that I could talk about, and there are a few things that I will talk about. Uh, number one, uh, and this is this first story we'll look over. Uh, Ohio lawmakers have introduced a bipartisan legislation, or introduced bipartisan legislation, proposing a pilot program that would reward students for good attendance. So, the basic idea of this of this legislation is that they want to in Ohio they want to pay students. Uh, to attend school. This would uh, be like good attendance. So uh, if you kept good attendance you throughout the week, you would get $25 deposit at the end of each week, $150 at the end of each quarter, and $500 at the end of the year if you kept up that good attendance. Additionally, there's an additional program that they would like to add that would pay up to $750 to students uh, who graduate with a high GPA. So basically just an incentive program to try and improve education. And you know, I've heard a lot of people say that they would be in support of a bill like this or in support of this legislation. I, I'm i not so sure that I would be, mainly because I think the issue isn't incentive. I think the issue, I think we have a culture issue in America right now. And I think that's the real issue behind education, uh, aside from the fact that the education system is broken in general and we need to destroy it. Um, but if we're if we if we're gonna try and to reform the education system, it's gonna have to start with reforming the culture. And right now we have a really bad culture when it comes to education. Students don't want to learn, and and I'm not and it's not really a lot of I guess society's fault in a lot of ways. I, I mean obviously it is you know because of voting and, and the way our republic works anyway. Um, but I think the real I guess what I should say the real issue is is the education system and the way we educate our kids. I think it has taken away from the ability for people to actually learn and for students and children to actually be educated. Um, I think we've moved towards a system that uh, actually di- makes students disinterested in education and towards a system that really focuses mostly on the indoctrination of the younger children. I think once you get to high school, I think... It's, I mean, students just sit in a classroom mindlessly hearing things and not really taking an interest in anything. And so I think this is part of the reason we have such a problem with the ideologies of students coming and graduating out of high school and out of college is because students just sit there and listen, not really listening. They're just kind of subconsciously hearing things. And then they just kind of assume that whatever they're told at their school is true. And they're not really, you know encouraged or challenged to actually learn anything for themselves or actually do any type of study or research themselves um the whole education system is just a wreck i mean the eight hour school days the homework that that people i mean all of it it's just it's ridiculous i mean expecting students to be at their very best at 8 a.m 7 a.m in the morning um and then knowing that they have extracurricular activities along with that i mean it's just if there was ever a time that i would be more pro homeschool in our country it would be now because at first at least you could trust that they're getting a good education now you can't even trust that i mean the public schools have just gone to gone to trash and the stuff that your children are being taught in public schools um if you are a 
patriot or freedom loving patriot like myself, um, I think you would be shocked at some of the things that they're taught in school. But this is, I, I guess in theory, this is a good idea trying to get students interested in school again. I just, I don't think it'll solve the real issue because I think this is just, this is just really an opportunity now for students to get money for sitting in a classroom. Uh, the, the GPA thing might be a better idea because it would force students to have to work a little harder. But even then, I mean, you can have, you can do really good in a class and then not learn anything. I mean, I have, you know, take it from me. I'm, gone through high school i'm in college now you can sit in a class get good grades and then retain absolutely nothing at the end once you've you know passed the class or once you're done so i don't see a lot of benefits to this but it's an interesting idea it's kind of cool so if you're into that kind of thing you know if you want to get paid for going to school then convince your parents to move to ohio or something i don't know uh, the next thing, and these kind of go hand in hand so if you've been keeping up with anything going on with texas and the supreme court so texas uh, in an effort to defend themselves from the mass migration happening, and if you're not aware of that, that you need to wake up because immigration is an issue, which we'll talk about. But Texas was uh, in a Supreme Court battle with um, the federal government over Texas having put wire fences at the border to uh, prevent uh, illegal immigrants from crossing into uh, their state. And the Supreme Court ruled in favor of allowing the federal government to intervene if they chose this is this obviously caused a lot of uproar uh, for many including myself because um, i do believe this is a gross violation of states rights and i think we are at a time now kind of like where the point we were um when abraham lincoln was elected president when we were about to go into the civil war um which, by the way, was more about just slavery. That was obviously a big issue, um, the abolitionist movement. But even more than that, the Civil War was about states' rights versus the federal government. And I think we're at that point again where the federal government is starting to impede more and more on states' rights. We had a victory, uh, a, I would say a, a two-sided victory, in the overturning of Roe v. Wade, because not only did that um, do great work for the pro-life movement, but also it gave it back to the states allowing more more freedom and more rights to the states and it was no longer a federal government issue but i believe this supreme court ruling to be a a gross um attack on states rights and texas and you know god bless him governor abbott has decided to defy the supreme court's ruling in a sense not necessarily because the supreme court technically did not tell texas to do anything it merely gave allowance for the federal government to intervene if they so chose. But Texas is choosing, Governor Abbott is choosing to use the Texas Guard uh, to defend itself, not only against you know the uh, immigrants and against some mass migration happening, but also against the federal government if it came to that. Uh, Texas, and, and they've just, just decided to go all out, and now they're, they're sending supplies, they're building uh, defenses, uh, they're doing what they need to do to perfect, protect themselves. And I think every state should be on board with this because, you know, at this point, every state is a border state. You know, this is a battle that we all need to fight. Um, and states' rights is important. I mean, it, it was foundational to our Constitution, to the Founding Fathers, and it's been foundational to this nation, that we are the United States of America. We are states united. And it should be the states and besides just it just in general if we're just looking politically um like in governance a uh, small government works 
like small scale government works tremendously better than large scale government. So like local, local government, um, just, just even think about like in towns, like a really small population with a small local government, that's going to run so much more efficiently than a huge federal government with tons of citizens. So we need to, we need to protect our state's rights. And this is, this is an important issue. Uh, but it kind of also shows you the direction our, you know, they want to talk about Trump. This is, this is interesting. They want to talk about Trump as being authoritarian and as, as being fascist. But if you start looking at what it actually means to be authoritarian and or fascist, the left is so much more in line with that ideology and thinking than the right. I mean, this is a direct violation of the Constitution. And this is done not under Trump's administration, but under Biden's administration, an attack on states' rights, an attack on the rights of the people. This is really, if you want to talk about attack on democracy, this is it. This is attack on our republic. Because, you know, the truth is we're not really a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. And that's important to note. But they talk about Trump, they talk about Vivek, they talk about these people being fascists. But then they themselves, you know, exhibit fascist ideology all the time. You know, the uh, suppressing of uh, political opponents. You think about how they're, what they're doing to Trump right now, what the left is doing to Trump. The way they're trying to eliminate him from the presidential race. You think about the way they censor the media. These are all things that people like Hitler, like people like Mussolini, people like Stalin did. These authoritarian leaders and fascist leaders. These are things that they did to maintain power. And these are things that you see in our country right now. And this is a dark day, a dark time for our nation. And I pray, Lord willing, that we can come out of this. And that, like, you know, Vivek keeps saying, like Trump keeps saying, hopefully uh, our nation's uh, best days are still ahead of us. But interesting story coming out of Texas. Uh, kind of piggybacking off of that, though, talking about immigration, uh, another reason why I think this is a big issue is because according to The Hill, immigration has now uh, overtaken inflation as a top concern of voters. So according to this new poll, no longer do voters think that inflation is the largest issue in their, in their opinion, but now it is immigration. And immigration has, I, I would probably agree, is become at least one of is definitely one of the biggest issues our nation is facing right now i mean it is the truth is is we're facing an invasion of our country you know the great replacement theory that's no longer just a theory that is a a fact that is a uh, ideological point of the left and we need to wake up to this and understand this uh, but the poll says so it's not just me but in general that immigration has now become that important uh, that much more important than inflation even. Uh, so when you hear the camp, people on the campaign trail talking about immigration now, don't be shocked because they're trying to win voters and that's how you do it. You speak to the issues that matter to the voters and right now that is immigration. Uh, furthermore, speaking of politics, RFK Jr., someone who has been censored maybe even more so than Trump in the media, RFK Jr., who is running independent, running the presidential race as independent, former Democrat, uh, well-respected family name. I mean, the Kennedys, you think, you know, obviously JFK, you had uh, RFK Jr.'s father, um, RFK, not Jr., RFK Sr., um, both assassinated, uh, but both major names in politics. And now RFK Jr. is running for president himself, but he's running as an independent, um, and he's trying to get on the ballot in all these states, and so he's actually trying to create a new party 
uh, for certain states to get on the ballot. I'm, so states like California um, and Texas, uh, he's trying to make a new, a new political party that he calls We the People. Uh, that would be the party that he goes for in California. I think he's trying to do maybe the Texas Independent Party, uh, make that uh, what he gets on the ballot for in Texas. But, you know, certain states have different requirements, uh, makes it harder to get on the ballot than others. And California and Texas are a couple of those states. So he had to find a way uh, to get on the ballot in those states. And this is this is the direction he's going. And, you know, just talking about RFK Jr. in general, I'm, you know, I've been on and off about him. I'm not not exactly sure how I feel about all of his policies. I don't, I, I feel like I don't know. I've been trying to do more research on him. I'm not sure I know everything about his policies yet. So I don't want to speak too much to it. But I will say that I'm not sure that I wouldn't classify him at least being much closer to the side of America first than I might have previously thought, and definitely more than the current Democratic Party. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of interesting stuff. I, you know, some of the things I really like, I mean, he's very anti-vaccine, like not just like the COVID vaccination, but like childhood vaccines in general. He's been like this for a long time, and I'm, I'm very much in support of that. He's also, uh, he talks a lot about declaring your independence. He talks about a lot about the Founding Fathers and a lot of these principles. He, he agrees, I think, mostly or I think I would say he agrees with the um, Republican side with people like Trump on foreign wars. He actually might have better policies on foreign wars than Trump does right now. And uh, other things like immigration, he wants to close off the border. So a lot of his policies are very good. And honestly, I wish he could have had the Democratic nomination because I think the best version of America would have been like an RFK Jr. versus Trump election or an RFK Jr. versus DeSantis or Vivek. When, if it would have been two candidates that are American first from both sides of the aisle, I think that would have been the best version of an election we could have got. Obviously, the Democrats have censored RFK. They didn't even want him. They don't even talk about him. I mean, they hate him, maybe even more than Trump. But it'll be interesting to see how his campaign goes and who he affects because history shows that independent uh, people who run independent or in different parties with this type of this scale of popularity often end up hurting uh, one candidate or the other, whether that'll be Trump or Biden, uh, only time will tell. But uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, you know, he also, also, according to himself in his own polling, or at least what he says about himself, is that he's poised to be the most successful independent candidate yet. So we'll see how that goes. Definitely has a lot of things going for him. Definitely has a very prestigious family name in politics, a respected name in politics, which, you know, respect in politics if you if you want to put those two together you will but that's that's those are the words of politicians which mean nothing but it'd be interesting to see what rfk jr does uh and i would you know i keep an eye out on him because you know worst case scenario lord willing it doesn't happen but if trump were to be eliminated from the race and we were not able to get an american first candidate to run as a republican nominee we would have to look to other places and rfk jr might be that backup uh, but I don't know much about him yet. I'm still doing my research, so don't don't hold me to that. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying, you know, don't allow the media coverage to determine what you see and hear. Do the research yourself. Do the hard work yourself as a voter, as an American citizen. It's your duty. Um, and figure out, you know, who is going to put our nation first. I can tell you who it won't be. It won't be anybody from the Democratic Party right now. It won't be anybody from the deep state. It won't be Nikki Haley. It won't be Joe Biden. Um, but I think RFK Jr., doesn't he's he's anti deep state, which is which is a big thing for me right now. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
a lot of things going on in our nation, a lot of things in politics. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a very different time. It's a very different time in our nation. I think this election year is the most important election year in the history of this country. I, I think I've probably said that before, and I'll keep saying that, um, but we'll see. Uh, furthermore, talking about um, presidential candidates, Trump still has yet to announce his VP, but it, it, it's looking like an interesting race. A lot of options. Uh, you have Vivek, obviously my personal favorite. You have uh, DeSantis now, who has dropped out of the race and is now endorsing Trump. Uh, DeSantis, honestly, in a different in a different uh, world, would have been my number two pick for um, the Republican nominee behind Vivek because I really do think he he has he's basically Trump without all the baggage. Um, to put it shortly, uh, but I think there's you know no clear path you know in a fair you know democratic election system, no clear path for anybody to be the nominee but Trump now. So I think we need to get our all of our you know support behind him because I think he's the last America First candidate left in this race. Obviously, Nikki Haley is not America First; she is controlled by the deep state, so she is not an option. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see who Trump picks as a VP. DeSantis might be an option now. Uh, Tucker Carlson would be my second option behind Vivek as far as VPs go for Trump. Tim Scott might be an option. Uh, you have some other ones like Christy Nome. Uh, a lot of interesting things. Ben Carson's been mentioned, which would be interesting. Uh, a lot of things. I look forward to seeing how how all of that goes. Um, but you know, in all things, we trust God. We trust His will for our nation, for our country. And even though, we, you know, I talk about Biden and how he's anti-American, he is. He hates America. Fundamentally, the Democratic Party does right now. Fundamentally hates America. But, you know, we still pray for them. God put them in power for a reason. They are where they are for a reason. We trust God and his will. And ultimately, as Christians, we can trust uh, that we know who comes out on top. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it's not the Democratic Party. It's not the Republican Party. It's God Almighty. It's Jesus Christ and it's his saints. So we trust in him and we trust his will. Thank you for listening, and as always, until next time.